This is the Epilogue Audio Experience. I'm Bhavna Sumaya on Meri Kahani. Today our guest is Umesh Agarwal, a filmmaker with a difference. His first film, Kiran, was adapted as a book by a leading publisher. His second film, Brokering News, exposed the practice of paid news. His third film, Whistleblower, was an investigation into the pesticide into our soft drinks. And currently, Umesh Agarwal is engaged in his labor of love, A.R. Rahman Music Sheets. Today, the filmmaker is going to tell us why he does what he does and what goes into making these very special films. Hi Umesh, I am delighted to be chatting with you finally. For me, it's an honor. Thank you very much. So I'm very curious to know about uh, how you started. Did you begin as a journalist? Was it in Bombay, Delhi? Which year? Tell me the details. When I have been born and brought up in Delhi, and my work also started in Delhi only. Um, after I graduated from my college in uh, mid 80s or so, I used to do theater. And uh, uh, my idea was to join either National School of Drama or to go to FTII. Now, what happened that at that time, of course, you know, parents and everyone is, I mean, you know, at that time, actors did not have many avenues. So they say like, you know, I mean, what will you earn after doing theater? And they were very right in their question. So I thought FTII, and if you would remember, those were the days when FTII used to have long stretches of, um, you know, strikes and all that stuff. So, you know, it was not really going through a rough patch at that time. And I was advised that instead of going uh, to FTII, why don't you start working straight away and learn everything on job? And I was so fortunate that uh, I got in touch with Mr. Vinod Doha, who was doing the first ever news and current affairs magazine on Indian television called Newsline, which was anchored by Mr. MJ Akbar. And Mr. Vinod Doha was the director. And I was uh, asked to join there as a production manager. So my job was essentially to order food, to organize tickets for the cruise. Like, you know, these days what happens that when you, suppose you have to shoot in various parts of the country. So, you know, you do have local people also helping you out. At that time, everybody used to go from Delhi. Like our telecast used to be on Thursday. On Friday, we will have a meeting. By Friday night, five crews from Delhi would leave for different parts of India. They will come back after shooting in four days and three days we will edit and we are ready to go on air. So, you know, that was uh, like, you know, organizing five crews. And those were the days you couldn't really trust the equipment. So you will have to go to the studio, check each and every wire, each and every batteries and then you send these units they come back so that was the beginning of my training and while working with Mr. Vinod Dua from production manager I became sound recordist I used to go as a sound recordist and uh, from sound recordist I became an editor 
uh, he started giving me an opportunity. I started editing. And then I always had fair for writing. I started writing scripts for him. And within six years, starting from production manager, I started directing individual shows with Mr. Vinod Dua only, where he would be the anchor and I would direct some of the shows. And uh, so that was the beginning. And during this while, uh, you know, I also got an opportunity to work with Mr. Pranoy Roy because election specials, when Vinod used to be a part of elections. So, you know, for us, it was a good exposure. You know, there were very limited opportunities at that time. It's not like today. So we really were very hungry of new platforms and new avenues to sort of learn and to, you know, get exposed to. So uh, somehow I uh, used to be always given charge of a particular party office. Like I'll be either at Congress headquarters or BJP headquarters, and I will be managing everything there as a location producer, which was another very good thing to do. So that's how it happened. And then in 91, if you would remember, uh, there was this channel that was launched called uh, Observer Channel, which was by the Reliance Group. Uh, it was on the lines of news track. If you remember, there used to be that home video cassette that used to come. So Observer Group also started a similar kind of a thing. And that was the time that Mr. Adwani had started his Rathyatra and all that stuff. So uh, I was sort of, you know, called uh, to join there as a producer, the only sort of, you know, kind of a full-fledged job that I have ever done in my life was for that six, seven months. So I was there, I was writing script, I was editing and I was producing while Mr. Vinod Dua was the overall director of the show. So we did that in early 90s. And then if you remember, Mr. Pritish Nandi was also part of the Observer Group. Yes, and he, yes, and he launched a show called the Pritish Nandi Show, which was the first ever chat show on Indian television with celebrities. So I was the director for that. I directed Pritish Nandi Show right from the beginning till end. And uh, then I started, I got my first, because, you know, by working with these stalwarts, I would say, like Mr. Vinod Dua, Mr. Pranoy Roy, and with Mr. Pritish Nandi, somehow I learned to respect facts. They told me that, you know, don't ever overlook facts, language, pronunciations. These are sort of sacrosanct which you just cannot overlook. So that was my learning. And then I did my first ever independent documentary film, once again commissioned to me by Drew Darshan. Because Durdeshan had seen me, their officers had seen me coming there as a production assistant with the tape for the preview to the director. So, you know, they had also seen me grow. So they had certain amount of trust in me. So they assigned me the first ever documentary film, which was also, you would be surprised, illegal opium cultivation in India. Illegal opium, you know, the drug, because in India, to grow opium, you need license from the government. And in a particular area, you are allowed to grow. And there is a huge, even it continues to be, you know, a farmer, if he uses just few more inches extra to grow that opium, 
that few extra kilogram that he will get will be sold for lakhs of rupees in the grey market. So we went into that, that how this is a big, big thing in India where farmers are um, growing a poppy illegally and selling it illegally in the international market. And this, was so that, this was in, I think, 1995. Uh, so I did that film, so which was sort of, you know, uh, well appreciated at that time because we were still not used to uh, in-depth investigative films at that time. And uh, then my second film was, if you would remember it mid-90s, there was a kind of an issue that uh, doctors should be brought into Consumer Protection Act, like they are selling services, they are charging you for services, so they should be tried under Consumer Pro Protection Act. And I sort of, you know, did a film on that, that if doctors are brought into Consumer Protection Act, what it might lead to. You know, if you take doctors to the court for every thing. Uh, so at that time, Dr. Naresh Trehan and everybody that we had interviewed, he had said that if you will start taking doctors to the courts, what doctor will say that he will stop using his wisdom and judgment. He will ask you that before he touches you, you go through 50 tests. Do we have that kind of resources? And he was so right. Today, you go to your regular physician. He will not touch you unless he has done your blood test, your MRI, your all kind of. So that was the second thing that I sort of uh, did. And since then, you know, I have continued doing uh, individual programs, uh, individual series, et cetera, et cetera, many documentary films. So that was, I would say, my formative years to start. So how did you make your uh, film uh, Kiran? And that was in which year? Okay, uh, Kiran actually, the first time it started in 1999. You know, uh, it was not a film, it was a series. And, you know, we used to make a five-minute episode every day. And it was about those individuals and those organizations who, at the grassroots, were trying to change the status quo. They were trying to make difference, maybe for 10 people, but they were doing it. And you would be surprised that people whom I covered in 99, 2000, I was the first one to cover Super 30 in Patna. Nobody knew about them. I, I, I'm not claiming that the world knows them about because of me. But what I'm trying to say that, uh, you know, we had our network of people who gave us such stories that were path-breaking at the grassroots. Uh, I'll give you an example. Like, uh, we did a story in the interiors of Bihar, an elderly Muslim couple. You know, they were in their 60s and they did not have any child. And that area, there was so much of poverty around that area that and people uh, did not get vaccinated. So lots of children used to have polio. And but because the parents were poor, so what they would do, they would just abandon those children because they cannot look after these children. So this Muslim couple, they used to adopt these children and keep them with them. And the husband would do farming, wife will take care of these children. They also got... Uh, you know, few teachers to teach them and they were really doing this. And then what happened that all of a sudden one day the husband dies and this illiterate old lady is left with 25 
physically, you know, challenged, disabled children that she has to look after. And at that time, certain religious groups, uh, they approach her and they tell her that you change your school into a madarsa and we'll give you, uh, you know, financial aid. And this illiterate lady into interiors of India tells them that in my school, there are children of all religion. I cannot force them to study a particular religion or particular religious text. So that was the grit and determination of that lady. And few months later, uh, Rotarians got in touch with her and took, started taking care of. So, you know, these are the kind of stories that we managed to do. And uh, this series uh, carried on for almost 10 years. We got uh, Indian Television Academy Award five times, Indian Telly Awards three times. And uh, all of a sudden, I was approached by Penguin Publishers. You know, so they asked me that, uh, would I be interested in adapting this show into a book? I couldn't really imagine. So I, Mr. David Devidar used to be the editor of uh, Penguin. He called me and we had a meeting. So I asked him that, why would you want, uh, you know, he said that, look, we have noticed that chicken soup for the soul, uh, even in India, it is one of the best sellers. Whereas the stories that you have in chicken soup for the soul are not really very Indian in their intent. They're like if parents come home on Christmas, it becomes a chicken soup for the soul. But for India, it is taken for granted that on a festival, parents and entire family will be together. So he said, Ki, what your stories are, they are real Indian stories. They are real chicken soup for the soul in India. So we selected 50 stories that was uh, sort of, you know, published by uh, kind of uh, Penguin Publisher. So which sort of is something uh, I really cherish. How did the second uh, movie happen? Okay, the oh, second the third, movie. Third. Yeah, third. Yes. No, first the second. Uh, that was a film called The Whistleblowers. Uh, if you remember uh, that uh, center, uh, you know, I'm forgetting the name, Sunita Narayanan, you know, they had done this study in mid 2000 or so, where they had come out with the study that bottled water and soft drinks in India were full of pesticides. Uh, so, uh, you know, and it created a huge furor and it did become a kind of a political controversy also. We were really not interested in the politics of it, but we were interested in getting into. So I started following their research and their methodology that how did they go about this research and how did they get these results? So we followed that, we did all that. And we took their research to the next level, where we actually went into Hyderabad in Andhra Pradesh at that time, where farmers were actually using Coke and Pepsi, mixing it with pesticide and using it in their fields. So that was one. And then we also went to Kerala, where there was a government of uh, you know, uh, CPM, CPM, CPIM, I really left side government. Um, and there it was very clear that the groundwater, because there was a coke plant there, and they were extracting so much of water uh, from the ground that there was hardly any water left for the farming community. And there was a huge protest that uh, the plant should be stopped. 
And though, uh, you know, the government of the day at that time wanted to support the farming community, but instead of supporting the farming community, they allowed a multinational coke company to continue in the name of supporting those 500 workers who would have lost their job if the plant was closed. So, you know, that's how, uh, you know, how intricate these things Only are. What I remember about this pesticide was it was a big controversy. Um, and uh, obviously, the companies were uh, in the red and uh, nobody was ready to endorse their soft drinks. Uh, did you have any trouble with them? Or did you get any threats? Was somebody trying to uh, buy you over? Uh, well, not really. Uh, because what we did, we were not really talking about that a particular brand is bad. We restricted ourselves to the research and the paper that was cleared, that was presented to uh, you know JPC also. There was a JPC that was instituted. We presented that. And, uh, uh, you know, we went into these um, sort of, you know, villages in Andhra Pradesh and in Kerala. So we were really not into pointing fingers, but we restricted ourselves to the facts. So uh, that's how I cannot see her any longer. Okay. Uh, uh, so, uh, no, and uh, not really. In fact, uh, uh, there was the Sorry, there was a segment in our film where we said that, you know, for a change, we had Pepsi and Coke on one platform criticizing an organization that had, uh, it brought them together. And then what happened uh, after this came the whistleblower or this was the whistleblower? This was the whistleblower and, uh, you know, it got the President's Award. It got the National Award as the best investigative film of that year, uh, yeah. documentary film of that year. So what, what triggered the brokering news? Uh, you know, uh, I Where was born? Who told I you? you? I'll tell you. You know, uh, there was a cover story in Outlook magazine uh, about, do you remember those radia tapes that were leaked? Uh, you know, where some of the journalists were talking to Miss Radia and everything. So there was a cover story in Outlook. And uh, the person who had done that story was a friend, Anuradha Raman, who was a journalist, very senior journalist. So when I read that story, you know, there are certain stories when you read, even in a magazine, you can visualize those stories. I find them to be very exciting when... I am reading something, but I can visualize. So I found that to be a very exciting story. And I thought that, uh, you know, it's a good subject for a film. So I discussed it with her that, you know, uh, would she mind if I take this grain of an idea and develop it further? So she said that, look, it's an idea and it's an open secret that Newspapers are indulging into paid news, newspapers and magazines. There is so much of content. The entire, you know, uh, page three of every national newspaper is all about paid publicity. So there is not, not a secret, but you go ahead. Now, my problem was that uh, how do you get content? How would you get, who will speak about it, you know, on camera? 
and you will be surprised. I, if you remember, uh, Sucheta Dalal had organized the screening of this film in Bombay, and you and I we shared the stage. You were part of the panel. You may not have, you may not remember it any longer, but you and Ayaz Menon and Sucheta Dalal, she had kept a special screening of this film and invited me there. And that's when we had met for the very first time. So, uh, you know, what happened that I decided that I will divide the film like a newspaper page. Newspaper is divided. You have politics, then you have uh, civic, you have films, you have sports. So I started getting in touch with the topmost journalists and editors of that particular sphere. And to my surprise, all of them were willing to talk and willing to really talk about, uh, you know, like, uh, you know, we had Mr. Vinod Mehta from Outlook, we had Mrenal Pandey, we had Pradeep Magazine, we had uh, uh, from uh, film, uh, you know, we had Mr. Mahesh Bhatt, we had Filmfare editor at that time, so everybody was and uh, we had Sucheta Dalal for economic uh, reporting. And you yes. know, everybody spoke about in great detail how press conferences were becoming a way to bribe journalists, how they were given small gifts and sometimes even checks worth 500 rupees or something along with the press release. So, you know, but you know, today what media is, eight years ago, 10 years ago, it was still much better, I believe. So and how did the media react to the film? Because it's one thing to speak. And then when you see it in a film, uh, you can get cold feet. You know, first of all, uh, this film was supported by an organization called Public Service Broadcasting Trust, which, uh, uh, I mean, gradually their operations have decreased. But it was meant, I mean, it was sort of mentored by people like Adur Gopalakrishnan, Sham Benegal, Rajiv Mehrotra in Delhi, and many other stalwarts. Uh, so they, uh, I, because I didn't have money to produce the film, they financed the film and they, their mandate was to support individual independent voices. So they were the one who took care that they had all the legal opinion in place before the film went into public domain. That was number one. They had sort of legal luminaries like Fali Nariman Saab and all those people. So, you know, that way and uh, we also ensured that we did not say anything which did not have a factual base. So we were very clear about it, that the idea was not to point fingers or to indulge into loose talk, but the idea was to present something which was factual and we had basis to say that. So that was number one. And uh, the media response, I can say that, you know, Indian Express Group that organizes Ramna Goenka Award when we I just submitted the film. I knew my idea of submission was that at least it will get watched by, you know, the jury members who are once again stalwarts of uh, journalism. My idea was that to submit. I never expected it to win. I instituted the Ramna Goenka Award as my, uh, during my tenure as a screen editor. Oh, okay. That I did not know. I did not know because that. I said it should be for the spirit of Ramna Goenka and the journalism he stood for, the fearless. So yes. when in a film, a filmmaker who shows that kind of grit and determination must get that award. So at the moment, uh, Umesh, you're doing something that is completely different from what you have done so far. 
all your uh, past work is about research it's about facts and it's about um, investigation it's about um, a certain courage of uh, thought right now you look like you are in the labor of love uh, your music the passion that you feel for it and you are celebrating ar rahman the maestro and uh, you are doing it in installments uh, like small short series for the youtube how did the idea originate did ar rahman call you did you go to ar rahman uh, who decided the structure who decided the format uh, how did it flesh out i am in love with this program it is fabulous all my congratulations to you it is a sheer delight for a rahman fan and for a music lover okay so you know we wanted to do something that was really driven by passion of our me and my entire team because all of us have been together for many years so we decided that let's do a series on ar rehman which was sort of you know asking for a sky kind of a thing but somehow uh, we had some common friends etc i managed to reach out to mr rehman and i said that you are entering into 30th year of your film music and we have had great music directors all across north india south india and everything but you have really taken our music to beyond india indian borders etc and all that stuff so i really want to talk to you and all your collaborators and go in a manner that you know we are able to dissect every film and every uh, you know anecdotes connected with it it's not like a quick kind of a thing that it gets over and we do not want it to be boring also every week there should be something some new elements or something so he just asked me that okay i think that he definitely had some kind of an idea of my work or something whatever and then uh, i also uh, asked him that can i sort of go ahead so uh, he said fine and i also told him that uh, you know the thing is that uh, normally the tendency is that whenever you have such a show that you know keep on cutting with film clips uh so it's the film clip that drive the show and not the other way around so i said that uh you know uh, people always have this option of going to your original scores but what i want to do that you are one music composer your music has been reinterpreted by artists across the globe and i want to sort of you know get in touch with them and instead of using the original tracks i want to use their interpretation of your music so uh, uh, he asked me that you know how will you decide that which is worth using and which is not worth using because sometimes it can really go off track also so i said that don't worry i will have team of those people who understand music who have sharp ear for you know the melody and harmony and everything we will take a informed decision to go about it so he was fine with that so he said okay go ahead and uh, now the thing is that first thing was to approach all the people for the interviews which we did and uh, bhavna ma'am you have been a film journalist throughout your life uh, you know how the, how difficult sometimes it can be to uh you know approach them first of all because there are layers of management now before you talk to the main person but uh, you know to my delight mr rahman has such a fantastic relationship 
with all his collaborators that they were more than willing to obviously one had to find the right slot and right time for them to spare the time for you but uh, uh, not that uh, we had much of a problem and then we started identifying the tracks that we are going to use so once we got that uh, first of all we were very clear that although these are cover versions and we can just take it and use it but in order to give due respect to each and every artist uh we wanted to approach them and get their uh, legal letter that we are authorized to use this work that they have created so which was sort of properly drafted thing and we sort of approached them and obviously 95% of them they gave us the permission once we had that now the thing is that the original rights continue to be with the music companies so we approached music companies also that we are not using the original tracks but we are using cover versions uh, and please give us permission because you know on youtube if you would know there is a automatic system that you use a copyrighted work and it gets a strike and uh, we did not want anything like that to happen because we were we had some very senior people of our film industry on board and we did not want it to get spoiled because we did not do our homework well so all the music companies were sort of you know it took time because you know they also have their processes etc and we had to give them a complete list of tracks that we were going to use but we got formal permission from each and every music companies uh, you know to be able to do that so once that groundwork was done and then we conducted interviews and me being a documentary filmmaker where sort of you know you look into every full stop and every comma so we got all the interviews transcribed because i always have this habit of doing the paper edit first before it goes to the editing table so i create a complete episode on paper and then my team sort of takes over and then they do it and then uh, you know there is a packaging if you would see that if we are using photograph if we are using posters you know because we are not using film clips but we really need to create a visual narrative for everything a backgrounder so if you would see that they don't come straight they come with a certain amount of packaging animation and everything so my entire team works on it and since it's driven by passion we see to it that every episode uh, turns out to be complete in itself yet it's a part of a larger narrative what is next pipeline what we are doing now because rehman music sheet started as a english program we have been getting lot of request that you know we should be doing it in hindi because there is a huge amount of audience that would like to uh, hear all these uh, stalwarts in hindi so we have already started working on dubbing them in hindi doing lip sync dubbing the way films are dubbed so that will be the next thing so this rehman thing will continue i believe at least for few more months and uh, we do plan to sort of you know go about other music composers and other verticals also and uh, as a documentary filmmaker i have traveled all over india and there are so many stories like the kiran show that we used to do because i we are the copyright holder of that particular show so there is a possibility that we re-edit that particular show 
and created for the YouTube and post it once again so that more and more people can watch it. So these are the plans for the future. Uh, for now, we really want so this Rahman Music Sheet to grow further and bring it on in Hindi also, and then bring other stuff as well in coming months or. So congratulations to you for all your creativity and may you go from strength to strength. And I enjoyed the conversation with you, Umesh. And I hope Thank to you. meet you soon. We met once. Uh, we need to do coffee again. Of course. Of course. We will do that, madam. And it's absolutely an honor to be talking. Thank you for tuning in. If you have liked this episode, do comment. Do rate on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe on your favorite podcast app like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Hubhopper, CastBox, Spotify, GeoSavan, so that you get notified when we come next. Stay tuned for the next episode with yet another guest. And until then, take great care of yourself.